0: Yeah, Vegas, baby, Vegas. It is the Even Money Podcast presented, of course, by DraftKings Sportsbook. I'm Ross Tucker, former NFL offensive lineman, five teams, seven years. Now I got, I don't know, five podcasts over seven days. The Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Really fun yesterday, debating the Chicago Bears, which is interesting because We have a guest today with me and Steve, uh, who will join us momentarily, Danny Parkins, who's the afternoon drive host at the wildly popular 670 to Score in Chicago. You can check me out on social media, at Ross Tucker NFL. We are at Ross Tucker Pod. If you are more of a visual learner, you can always check us out on YouTube, youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. In fact, really appreciate those of you that subscribe to the YouTube channel and then go ahead and give us the thumbs up. You can also always, and I mean always, comment, which is great. Really, really appreciate those of you that do that. You can check out Steve on social media as well, at Fezzik Sports. And Danny is at Danny Parkins. Want to bring on Danny for a couple of different reasons. One is because Danny likes to wager. And Danny likes to talk about wagering. So we'll talk a little bit about the NBA Finals with both him and Steve, little NFL futures. I do want to ask you this first, Danny, before we get into any of the other betting stuff. I had Greg Gabriel and Adam Rank on my Ross Tucker football podcast yesterday because I tweeted something I thought was just facts that the Bears have, you know, Justin Fields got hired by coach and GM on the hot seat. They have a new scheme new offensive coaches their o-line is bottom 5 in the league their skilled players certainly their weapons are bottom 5 in the league i am really sort of taken aback by how many bears fans are like all upset about this and defensive about it and i don't know and, and even adam rank and gabriel they were like i don't agree with that i mean you're all, you talk about the bears every day am i missing something like i Is there anybody in the galaxy that would honestly dispute any of those four things?
1: No, I don't think so. And thanks for having me on. I I think the the question is what's your conclusion from those stated facts. Like if, uh, if you're saying Justin Fields has the most difficult situation of any quarterback in the NFL this year, I agree with you. If you say that there are zero proven average or above-average offensive lineman on the Bears. I agree with you. If you're saying that outside of Darnell Mooney, who I actually think is very, very good, he had 1,000 yards when he's a former fifth-round pick and Allen Robinson no-show, Like I, I think Mooney could be a stud. But outside of Darnell Mooney, they have no proven skill, position, talent. I'm with you. If your conclusion, though, is that Justin Fields is not long for Chicago because Ryan Poles and Matt Eberflus didn't draft him, that's where I think it's a step too far. Like, Daniel Jones has gotten four years. Tua has gotten three. And I think the Dolphins situation is actually a pretty good comp here. Like, the Dolphins went out and Tua proofed their roster, basically. Like, if the Dolphins are bad this year with Jalen waddle with mike joseki with tyree kill with bringing in the running backs with signing the left tackle with hiring the offensive coach then they'll get rid of tua and they'll have a ready-made roster around whoever comes in at quarterback next year the bears are going to have 100 million in cap space next year the bears have the most dead cap money of any team in the nfl this year after trading khalil mack so this roster is terrible and anybody arguing otherwise is foolish but unless the Bears like, get the number one or number two pick in the draft and are staring in the face at one of the top quarterbacks in next year's draft, I think what's overwhelmingly likely to happen is next offseason, they'll use a top ten pick on an offensive player, either a receiver or a left tackle, and then they'll spend a ton of money on the offensive side of the ball in free agency and try to build around Justin Fields heading into year three in the NFL, year two with Matt Eberflus and Luke
0: Getzey. Here's my question. Let's say they win four or five games and they've got the second or third pick. And let's say because of the O-line, in part because of the O-line, in part because of the skill guys, let's say Fields doesn't look good. I know you examine this every day. I know this is your your gig. And I know I talked about this yesterday on the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. But you don't think there's going to be people Calling your radio show and saying, look, I've watched him, Danny, for two years. He doesn't have it. He's not good. We need to use this pick on another kid. Oh, that is definitely in play. Like, that, that's the doomsday scenario.
1: But if you get, you know, Bryce Young, you know what I mean? If you're getting the number one quarterback prospect in a class, well, then okay. Like, that, it, it would be unfair to Fields because of how little he has to work with. But sometimes that happens, right? Like Josh Rosen wasn't given every opportunity to be successful in Arizona. Then they had the opportunity to take Tyler Murray. Sorry. But, like, that's a pretty rare – it's rare to move on from guys you trade first-round picks for and draft 11th overall in just two years. It's possible. It's on the board. But I think that they would literally have to have the first or second pick in the draft – and their schedule looks fairly favorable. Like, I think they're going to be bad. I think they're going to be a five- or a six-win team. But that probably has you picking six to ten. Nope, one, one or two. And if you're picking six to ten, then I think you're supporting Justin Fields. But if you're picking one, two, or even three, and that quarterback's staring you in the face, then yes, I absolutely think it's possible that they
0: move on. Steve, I don't remember what we talked about a couple weeks ago, but I'm looking right now at DraftKings and their season win total is six and a half. Now it's minus 120 on the under, but I do not see them getting to seven wins, Steve.
2: So freeze it. So you got Danny there in Chicago. You live near North, Danny, where you live?
1: Yeah, I just moved to the northern suburbs.
2: Yeah. Fantastic. So we got we got Danny, who has to be a little bit of a homer for Chicago because he knows he's going to take so much grief if he has a negative forecast for the Bears. This is very rare, and yet he is telling you the Bears are winning five or six wins. So the most biased, not even biased, but a guy that has every um, benefit of the doubt, is do, he wants to give the Bears the benefit of the doubt because he doesn't want – all the locals in Chicago to hate him. And he's telling you the Bears <laughs> under six and a half are a solid wager. The bottom line is the pros loved Bears under seven. That's where they opened. They banged the under seven and we're going to play under six and a half. It's going to close six. The Bears still suck. I have the memory of a goldfish. I don't look ahead more than one year because I w- I just want to cash bets this year. And I don't think it's far-fetched that the Bears win four games. You have to go on
0: yeah, I mean, Danny, obviously you don't disagree. No, I, I, I don't. I mean, like, the thing is, too,
1: their defense is not going to be very good. There's there's a good chance that they trade Robert Quinn before the season starts. They already traded Khalil Mack, and Akeem Hicks is gone. And they tried to sign Larry Ogunjobi, uh, you know, a high-priced three-technique tackle, which apparently is, like, the key and catalyst for Matt Eberflus's system – and he flunked his physical, so like their number one target in free agency that tied up like the little cap money that they had in the seven day period between where they agreed to the terms and then the physical. He flunked it. They're starting two rookies in their secondary. It, it's it's not good. It it, it 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 is not a good situation on either side of the ball. Now, if we were going to take a player prop, like I I think Darnell Mooney's going to have. 1,300 rec- receiving yards this year. Like, I I think – There's that, no place else to go. Well, that's what I'm saying. And, and I, I think he, he kind of reminds me of Stefan Diggs. Like, I, I think he is a very, very high-ceiling player. Um, but <laughs> that's not anything. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like maybe that's a gambling prop for people in, in, in the future. But you, you can have a receiver catch a lot of passes and have a lot of yards and have not a lot of wins. So, uh, if I was pointing to bright spots, I would point to Mooney. If I was pointing to reality, I'd point
0: to a lot of losses. All right, here's my question for both of you guys. So, Steve, I know Danny also really likes college football. I think his wife went to Clemson or something, right, Danny? Your wife went to Clemson. Danny pays attention to college football. Why do we not really spend any time, Steve, or hardly any, talking about college football season win totals? Like, I, in my head, I would feel like those lines probably aren't even as sharp and that there'd be more opportunity. And maybe just because the NFL has more juice than college football. But, Steve, I've never heard you even talk about college football season win totals. Why don't we look at that more?
2: Yeah, it's a, it's a great question. And the market is so much softer, whereas in the NFL, the good news is you can bet a lot. So, Circus Sports right now, you can bet $10,000 on the Bears under. You can even play the alternative totals on the Bears under seven and a half or under five and a half with big adjustments by circus. So they're saying, bring it. The reason that really serious pros don't bet that much on college football totals, it's hard getting much down. A lot of the books have $500 limits. They know how uh, beatable those are. To use an example, a very well-known pro uh, handicapper, Dr. Bob has had some um, eh, pretty much break-even years af- in college football after he got put in the Wall Street Journal uh, talking about how he was destroying college football, and he was, during the regular season. Well, last year, I believe, the good doctor went 11-0 and in his college football totals recommendations, a much more beatable market, but smaller limits. So, a couple of things. One
0: is... Doesn't sound very smart of him to talk to the Wall Street Journal unless he's monetizing his his success somehow with being on a podcast or selling his pics or whatever. Secondly, what I'm hearing, Steve, tell me if I'm wrong. Most of the people that listen to this show or watch us on YouTube, I don't know. I mean, I don't know how many of them are putting down more than 500 bucks a bet. I mean, I'm sure there's some are, but I what I'm hearing is. People listening, maybe we should do a college football season win total show, and people should bet on them because I think most people are probably
2: hundred bucks, fifty bucks, maybe five hundred bucks. I don't know. Am I right, Steve? You're you're spot on, one hundred percent right. So, to to use an example, um, the public wants to know about the NFL. That's the uh, the the king. So every single podcast, every time we're on air, we want to talk NFL. But the truth is, if you're just betting a nickel a game you should be betting the WNBA. You should be betting the CFL, which by the way they changed all the rules and scoring's going to go up dramatically in the CFL this year. But um, that doesn't pay the bills if you will on podcasts and the like and because of that we talk NFL where so much more people want to hear about it including people that don't bet frankly that just enjoy. It. Danny, do you do you hit up the college football season win totals
0: or not really? Yeah, I mean Guilty as charged, not not really. I, I will
1: look at it, um, but I'm not, you know, could you handicap a fringe conference and find some edge? Yeah, you, you definitely, you definitely could. Um I probably should, but I, I love gambling, I love gambling recreationally, and I'm firing into plenty of sharp markets, right? I fire into the NFL. Uh, I fire into every golf tournament. I fire into the NCAA tournament. Like I, I'm not as good of a uh, okay. Big East football this year. This team's got a win total of four and a half. I think they're going to win six. Like I'm. That's not. That's not really where I'm focusing my energy. But I, I probably should. I do have an NFL win total for you though. If you want Let's that. Hear it.
0: Well, before actually, before you get to that, Danny. Yeah. Here's uh, here's one. Thing. Speaking of firing up. Let your dads fire up their grills for Father's Day because oh. they want steaks. And with Father's Day around the corner, there isn't a better gift than Omaha Steaks. Delicious, by the way. Visit omahasteaks.com. Type even in the search bar. Everybody's like, oh, what's your code, dude? What's your code? Even for Even Money Podcast in the search bar and order the Dads Want Steaks Package. Get this for Fezzik so he can't win his weight loss contest. For just $99, you get 16 mouth-watering entrees. He's guaranteed to love. Smoky, tender, bacon-wrapped fillets. That's my jam right there. Gourmet jumbo franks. Air-chilled. I don't even know what air-chilled means. Sounds delicious. Boneless chicken breasts, Delicious at caramel apple tartlets. This is a good ad to run right after Memorial Day. It was yesterday, and I had burgers and dogs on the grill. By the way, they will give you guys eight free Omaha Steaks burgers if you do this. Think about that. They're bigger than ever. They're six ounces. Nice. All right, so here's what you need to do. You get 16 entrees, four desserts. If you go to omahasteaks.com, keyword even. Do it. Nobody knows what to get their dad for Father's Day. Get him meat. Everybody will like it, even Fezzik. Danny's a dad. I think his kid's like three. That's what your kid should get you, Danny. I know he's into getting Father's Day gifts. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived.
2: Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us.
0: Just this overall sense of
1: community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com
0: slash live. What is your season win total that you like, Danny? Other than the Bears under... Which is going to ruin your whole radio career because we're going to tell everybody you like the Bears under.
1: Well, that's I got to overcompensate because I bought a <laughs> Mitch, I, I bought a Mitch Trubisky two hundred to one MVP future, so you know <laughs> I can go to either side of the equation. Um, I think this one's going to be pretty trendy, but the Ravens are a screaming over, aren't they? Like, I know the juice is on the over at nine and a half. I'd be interested in going over, like when Fezzik was talking about, the adjusted totals that you could find at Circa over on 10 and a half. They were 8-3 last year when they started getting ravaged by injuries. Mina Kimes just shared the stat the other day that, according to Football Outsiders, they were the most injured team in terms of starters games missed in the last 20 years last year. They, they start the season – with four straight games against the AFC East and they get Buffalo at home. So if you're going to beat Buffalo, you'd think that you would be able to do it at home. But like the other, the other teams in that division, I think they're pretty clearly better than they're obviously better than Cleveland. They're obviously better than Pittsburgh and Cincinnati feels right for a regression. And I was looking at like the advanced lines, I think week six through 12, they're favored in every game. So, Vegas likes them on a week-to-week basis. They're going to be healthy. They were looking like a juggernaut last year before they were hurt. They opened with the AFC East. Obviously, a Lamar uh, Jackson injury derails everything, but 10 wins? That's a 10-win team, man. That is a a 10-win team this year.
0: Steve, Danny, you said something – by the way, I agree with you, Danny. He said something interesting, Steve. Just like DraftKings, do they make sure it matches up? Like now that they're, now that every individual game is lined, do they make sure that, like if the Ravens season win total is nine and a half, are the Ravens favored to win nine or 10 of those games? Do they make sure that it's equitable or is there an opportunity, Steve, to just be like, wait a minute, they're only, they're favored in seven, but their win total is nine and a half or vice versa?
2: Okay, to answer your question, they don't completely match up, but I, you're taking the wrong direction here. It's irrelevant who's favored. If you're a three-point favorite, that's not a win. That's 0.6 of a win. you got to convert it to the money line on right. each and every game. So just because you're, you're, you're laying 10, that doesn't mean you win. That means you win 0.8 of those games. You, you add up all those decimals, boom, and theoretically it should match after you convert the money lines on each game to what the season win number is. Now, Danny's absolutely right. The Ravens should have been 10, and they opened too low at 9.5. Now, the Sharks have come in and played the over 9.5. It is 10, like Circa is 10 right now. So if you wanted to play over 11, by example, I've got the number right here. It's um, You do get plus 215, but they have to win 12 now for you to win that alternative total. But, you know, Dan, this is very illustrative because I'm going to give Danny an A and a C on the same prediction here. All right, because I, I think spot on his analysis is perfect. Uh, the Ravens are obviously better than Cleveland. Well, both those teams opened nine and a half. You know, the, 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 um, the market got it wrong on Baltimore. But here's where Danny gets to see. He should have been ask, asking you to be on the Ross Tucker podcast back in April when he could have indeed played the Ravens at uh, nine and a half. Because think about this. Everything Danny said I agree with, but everything he said – was readily known and available, all that information at the end of April. So while we went up to Wilmette and and, and, and and feasted on our um, God, what's the name of that place? The Walker Brothers. So we had the we had our apple pancakes and our omelette and hung out with the family and then prayed at Baha'i Temple and had a good time on north north Chicago. We should have been betting Baltimore over 9F. That was an exceptional bet. Now it's just a good bet, but I'll still endorse it.
0: Yeah,
1: he does this every, to every word, game.
2: every word is fair. Every
0: word is fair. <laughs> he, I, he does this to everybody. No, it's uh, fair which, by the way, next including the Apple
1: Pancakes. No, it's funny.
0: Pancakes <laughs> next week we're talking about um, you know, like kind of like betting one-on-one and, and how to start. I know what he's gonna say. You gotta get the line right away. Like, it's weird because most of the value, Steve, you talk about is for people that don't have like normal lives you know what I mean like most of what you say Steve that the way to win it's like oh as soon as the line comes out you know just throw your kid in the corner and get it because you only have 10 minutes in other words Steve like most of your advice for
2: how to actually win normal people can't really do you're you're spot on correct and and this is the ugly truth that no one really wants to hear is you've got you know tens of thousands of perfectly competent sports experts out there that are doing their best and giving out plays. And in the aggregate, they're going to lose. And why are they going to lose? Well, a lot of it is just price that the bottom line is if you give out a really good play after the number has moved, it's it's, it, 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 it clearly the best you're going to get of it is like a 60% play. And then let's say Baltimore is a 60% play at over nine and a half. Well, that that would mean almost all the edge is gone by the time it goes to 10. And certainly, if it goes to 10.5, heck, at 10.5, Lamar could get hurt. I'd lean under, even though I like, you know, over 10. Half a game makes that much of a difference. Let's get to, um,
0: I want to make sure we get NBA in uh, with the finals starting. Danny, obviously, I know you follow the NBA pretty closely. I know, Steve, you have some thoughts as well. Um, biggest takeaways, whether it's props or just the series or anything, Danny?
1: Yeah, and I, I got to run in a minute, but I I do think I. it's a narrative-based award, finals MVP. We've seen it time and time again. Steph Curry doesn't have one. Now, KD won it, okay? Andre Iguodala won it. That was a very, very shaky finals MVP vote. Uh, given the stats that LeBron put up in in that series, even though the Warriors ended up winning, like I I don't see a scenario where the Warriors win and Steph Curry doesn't win Finals MVP. And I saw like a plus one twenty that was still on the board. So like if if you if you think the Warriors are going to win, I don't think you should be betting the Warriors to win the series. And you can say, well, what about the other guys? Well, Draymond's fourteen to one. He's not going to be guarding Tatum. So I don't – I mean, unless he averages a triple-double for the series, I, I have a hard time imagining a scenario where Draymond wins finals MVP. Is Clay going to outshoot Steph four out of seven times? It's possible. I feel like it's fairly unlikely. If you wanted a long shot, Andrew Wiggins is going to be the guy on Tatum, I think, the majority of the time. I don't think he's going to have that much success, but 40-1, to one, you could sprinkle a little something on there. I do think the Warriors are going to win the series, but I'm much more comfortable just betting Steph Curry at plus money for finals
0: MVP. Check him out on social media at Danny Parkins. Danny, you're the man. Got to get you on more often. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thanks,
1: guys. Sorry, I have to run anytime. Let's do it again. No,
0: no worries. What did you think, Steve, of Danny's uh, breakdown right there of, hey, bet the MVP rather than the Warriors to win because of
2: the odds? I think it's excellent to use Curry as a proxy for a Golden State. I would certainly recommend that. I wish that Curry didn't win the Western Conference MVP um, finals because, you know, that takes away a little bit because he did get some hardware. But the bottom line is, of course, he's the face of the Warriors. He hasn't gotten the MVP. I got a kick out of Danny discussing Draymond Green. Uh, A little bit too much, you know, hitting the ice cream truck the last five years for him to be in discussion for any (laughs) <laughs> award right um it really comes down to uh even if wiggins is deserving or clay thompson the bottom line is the only way golden state's going to win this series is if steph plays well and if steph plays well they'll give it to him i like that plus the dollar 20 i'll endorse that nice okay um
0: anything else steve nba finals related that you definitely want to discuss
2: you know I think this is a fascinating NBA finals because it's not clear who the better team is. And in fact, I tell you this, Ross, whoever wins, everyone's going to say, oh, well, that was the better team. But you look at the experience of Golden State and you could make the case Golden State has four of the five, you know, possibly best players on the court. Um, Then again, Boston has the length and Tatum is certainly becoming a superstar and what Boston has done They've dispatched three contenders. I mean, you've got to say, you know, that Brooklyn certainly um, coming in was considered to be a contender. And then, you know, beating Milwaukee and Miami, their path has been so difficult. You've got to give credit to Boston. Should be a great series. Boston's in a bad spot game one um, with, you know, l- less rest and having to do more travel. So I would lean Golden State game one. I'll probably look to bet Boston all the other games. Uh, I want to get to
0: one email question because we get a lot, Steve. We get a lot for you, which is awesome. By the way, anybody can ever ask Steve a question. Just email me, ross at rosstucker.com. In the subject line, put ask Steve or even money or something. And if you want to make sure that your email goes to the top of the queue, take advantage of one of the sponsors like Omaha Steaks and forward that to me when you ask your question, then you'll go right to the top of the line. It's time to ask Steve, right? Ever wanted to ask a professional sports better a question? It's time to ask Steve. All right, Steve, this comes to us from Bob. And Bob got a, uh, a, a gift. I think this might have been for Mother's Day from myfrontpagestory.com. And he sent in his receipt, which is awesome. He said, I was really impressed. Very unique gift idea I never would have thought of. Love it, myfrontpagestory.com. His question, he said it's an off-season question. At the end of the 2021 season, in likelihood, if you pinned him down about his power ratings, he would probably tell you something like the Bills or Chiefs finished the best at plus nine and Jacksonville was the worst at minus nine. He said numbers are just guesses, but probably very close. When the 2022 season opens, the teams will be much closer, probably 14 points between top and bottom. His question is, how does he come up with that? Does he just assume the top teams regress and the bottom teams get better? Does he use preseason results in his ratings? I guess he wants to. He wants to understand how the difference between your end of the season power ratings and your start of the next season power
2: ratings. Yeah, complicated question. Certainly, regression. You know, I'll, I'll say the key of regression are football outsiders who do a fantastic job with what they do. But these guys bow to the the, the regression god in terms of they expect every 13-win team to go back to a 10-win team and every two-win team to rise up to a six-win team. And I'm not willing to go that far in terms of the regression model. But all things being equal, if you told me a team won 12 games last year, I'd say they're probably going to win 10, maybe 11. You know, it would be my over-under. If a team only wins four, I'll raise them up to six. I'll basically add or subtract two games from the edges. So... In terms of by the end of the year, I had the, my Giants were the I, from memory were the worst team in the NFL. They're minus twelve and a half in my power rating by the end of the year with everything that went wrong. Well, my Giants' power rating right now I think is right around like minus four and a half. So um, you know, good draft, new attitude, um, they quit on their coach. You have to look team by team in terms of the, spe- of the specifics of where you would move the numbers. But all things being equal, you know, if you want a first draft. I would say assume a team moves halfway back towards 500, almost halfway back. So a four-win team, I would expect, would win about six games the following year.
0: Interesting. So it's nothing to do with specific off-season moves or whatever. It's just basically a regression play. Well, that's
2: the the starting point. And then you'd look at all the moves they made and the like, and then you have to – Adjust based upon that, we talked about the Bears and how there's nothing to be optimistic about the Bears, so we really probably shouldn't move the Bears upward at all versus last year. What a fun episode. That was awesome. Uh, This is why everybody
0: needs to listen to the Even Money podcast year-round. Next week, Steve is going to tell you how to gamble correctly if you are a novice. We'll get into the NFL win total numbers, inflating Every game is lined. Steve will dive in a little bit more to the CFL rule changes. It's going to be an awesome episode next week. Make sure you're subscribed to this show. By the way, you don't even need to go necessarily and take advantage of a sponsor. If you just give us a five-star review, screenshot that, send that to me, Ross at RossTucker.com, to ask Steve a question. Other than that, good luck, everybody. Hope you guys win some money.